Hey everybody, it's Nolan North, you know, Nathan Drake from Uncharted, and you're listening to the Geek Apocalypse Podcast. Welcome to a new solo edition of the Geek Apocalypse podcast. And if you listened to the previous episode, you would have heard me mention that I was going to do a sort of updated podcast as to why I've been so far behind in podcasts uh, in terms of uploading. Um, because obviously I've only uploaded one since the beginning of the year and this will be the second. Um, although we are going to bi-weekly um, in terms of I'm only going to probably average out about two or three a month while I, um, you know, figure out things, I guess, in my personal life, which I'll obviously get into is the reason why I'm doing this ready podcast. And hopefully it will be littered with some hilarity as well as uh, updating, you know, my my sort of uh, personal situation. And like I say, why, um, you know, I've I've been unable to keep these podcasts running. Um, and just to reiterate, because people have asked, is that... Um, I love doing these, and it's not a case of you know that I don't love them as little or as less than I ever have. Is that I've, I've li- I like them probably even more as I get older. Um, it's just simply down to circumstance and being overwhelmed and overburdened by uh, a lot of stuff that's going on in my personal life at present, and not having the ability, you know, by running this uh, company essentially by it by myself. Um, you know, running the website and getting the website back up and, you know, keep, keeping the podcasts going and organizing them as well as doing my regular work and everything. There's, there's just not enough hours in the day uh, with my current schedule uh, being what it is um, that uh, that needs to obviously change. And obviously I've got to pay the bills for my own place and various other things. So it's frustrating because obviously if I had enough money that I would only do this, I would obviously drop everything in a heartbeat because I love doing this this much. Um, but unfortunately, in my current life, that is not the case. And I have to, you know, prioritize things that keep the very nature of having the enough electricity to even turn my microphone on and various other things. So um, so that's why um, I did an introduction in the previous one, which is me and Ricky talking about a review in 2017, which I see people have retweeted, so thank you very much. Um, so yeah, so I wanted to do like a kind of updated version uh, on this uh, on this episode to kind of talk about what's happened in the last couple of months, basically, because obviously we did a Christmas special and we also did a New Year special. Um, so then we can sort I can now sort of delve into why they've been difficult to book and do and sort of what's been happening in and outs uh, not going into you know hugely amount of detail because i do believe that there's such a thing as privacy and not everything should be shared but um i think it makes sense for people who um listen to this podcast regularly and hopefully it'll be um a good informative and as i say hopefully laughable uh, and i don't mean laughable in terms of like you know ha 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 steve the way steven dealt with that was ridiculous um no i just mean that it's entertaining enough that uh, you can listen to me talk uh, for this episode just about um you know stuff that's been going on um uh before i forget to say and get on with that um is that um paul crap paul cram i think i'm saying the second name right who's been on the podcast before he was a voice actor for one uh, a guest's previously uh book he was doing an audio book um uh as expressed interest in coming on and uh i've been trying to get emma kenny who i've mentioned a few times on this podcast to come on so that's gonna happen hopefully and hannah who was on an episode of Mentally Sound a few months ago, um, you know, finally emailed me back and said that we'll try and make something happen. So hopefully um, we can start the ball rolling to get a whole bunch of uh, uh, episodes up uh, from 2018. And if anyone is interested in being on, uh, you can email me at Stephen, that's uh, with a V, so S-T-E-V-E-N, has the word H-E-S-L-E-W-O-O-D, media, M-E-D-I-A, at gmail.com. 
uh, or you can tweet me at geek underscore apocalypse um, and I, I hopefully I will um, re- read it and I can reply forthwith or if you follow me obviously just send me a direct message but that's a, that's the good ways of uh, contacting me uh, and we'll see what we can do anything you want to promote whether it be mentally sound or this very podcast so yeah um, I just co- I've come back from uh, doing a mentally sound special for Time to Talk, uh, which is a um, uh, an initiative um, by Time to Change to kind of talk openly more about mental health. Um, so I've just come back from doing that. So it's obviously a nice segue into the discussion I need to. Well, not discussion because it's just me. Well, yeah. Um, so I like a rhetorical thing. So what do you think? Hmm, let's wait. See what you say. Um, no, I mean, um, the, the the thing I'm about to to talk about is uh, my mom's situation, and I hope it's a good example of um, sort of helping somebody through this difficult time, and uh, also realise that, like as I explained on the mentally sound episode that I recorded today, is that um, you c- a leopard can change their spots no, essentially no matter how old they are. Um, and in my, my my mom's case, which I've asked her if it's okay to talk about, is the circumstance that I find myself in. Um, that we find ourselves in as a family, I should say. It's not obviously all about me. Um, but unfortunately, um, uh, there was a situation uh, last year when my auntie, uh, my mom's older sister, uh, unfortunately passed away quite suddenly. Um, I mean, she was ill for a while, but she got like re- re- um, worse really, really quickly. And uh, what we didn't realise is during this period of time that my mom hadn't took the news, I mean, yeah, yeah. This sounds trivial, as I say. She didn't take the news well. I mean, what, what, what example of that sentence would she take well? You know, um, uh, but like, uh, we didn't realise that uh, my mom wasn't as doing as well as we thought. Maybe that's the better way of saying it. Um, so yeah, it was obviously um a a problematic time for us all. So, um, she rang up my sister in a situation where she basically refused to take her medication, which is something that a depressed person does. And the 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 uh, medication, for those that don't know, is because she suffers from Parkinson's. So that's something she's dealt with for twelve years. So she's been taking these tablets all the time. So the fact that she was refusing to take them obviously sets off alarm bells and makes us worried as a family. Uh, so the so the situation has led to because of circumstance that she lost her um you know right to control our own medication so it became the family's responsibility through social work that we have to put our medication out and because i'm the closest person and more readily available than my other two siblings in particular so i guess it would the onus would be on them because my mom and dad have been divorced for years and my mom's not with anybody um uh, is yeah, so it, it, the the burden has fallen on us. Uh, even though I don't like the term burden because obviously it's a family member, but that is sort of true in terms of. Um, it's just because of all the appointments my mom has to go to, and how depressed she's been, and the fact that she has to take tablets three every three hours, um, is just hugely stressful. And you know, me, me and my sister, who are the main people who are helping her. Um, are just finding it very, very tough at present. Um, my social life has, you know, be- become laughable in terms of, uh, you know, being on time with people and being hours late to meet people because of how, you know, um, anyone who's listening to this who's dealt with a depressed person will know, um, you know, uh, you don't know which person's going to turn up day by day. Um, so I can't, like, say to them, like, I'll be only half an hour because I could be two hours because my mom's uh, in a really difficult spot. Um, you know, depression by its very nature is very up and down. Um, so we think most likely, because the, the, the first concern was trying to uh, ascertain whether her Parkinson's had got any worse or like had changed uh, recently um, during this sort of, I'd say, six-month period. And for what we can gather um, in terms of the Parkinson doctors that have came to see her is that essentially the, the, the Parkinson's is not any worse than it was a while ago. Um, so quite obviously to me, based on my experiences with having you know a lot of depression in my life, is that uh, that seems to be what's uh, going on here. Um, and the grief and the, you know, repetition, because depression has a very horrible way of making uh, your, your, you know, your, your routine of your life seem boring and not not necessary and, 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 you know, that just incredibly macabre and, you know, not, not necessary and, and you don't have the ability to 
to do it anymore um, and that's essentially what's happened to my mom is that she just um, finds everything you know morbid and what's the point kind of um, you know approach to things so obviously that's a problem because if a person's not self-motivated to look after themselves you have to be their motivation um, so that's essentially what's been happening an awful lot and because obviously you know people have things to do during the day and as well as I do um, it's making my nighttime schedule, you know, non-existent because the only time I can go and put her medication out is uh, after she takes her last regular pill at 7 p.m. So my nights are just ridiculously hard to make any time to record a podcast. Um, although um, I did manage to record a podcast with some friends of mine from the Engage podcast, um, which is going to be released on the 7th um of Dece- uh, December, of February, um, so next Wednesday, uh, as this recording is taking place, and it's all about mental health and Star Trek, and I think it's a fantastic listen. And I'm just saying that because um, you know I was on it and, and whatnot, but um, I think we did a really, really good job of showcasing that mainstream media. Like, if you can get an art form to you know add the emotional punch of caring about something, and in this case, mental health. Um, you know, and create an empathy for people who go through it or themselves. Um, that's really powerful, and that that that's the gateway into somebody who has an ignorance about not wanting to learn and be curious about things. Um, so I think we did a really good job of promoting that and showcasing that in something like Star Trek that's been around since 1967. Um, that's incredibly relevant, relevant even to this day. And, you know, mental health has obviously been relevant as long as human beings have existed because, you know, we all have mental health, as in brains that need to be, you know, looked after and maintained. Uh, so so hopefully we did a, a good a job as, I, as it felt as I was doing it. So that's going out, as I said, 7th of February. So if you type in the Engage podcast, it's a Star Trek podcast, and I'm uh, guesting on that episode, so... Um, so yeah, so so, it, you know, as someone who talks about mental health a lot, I think you know maybe I am a good proprietor of um, helping my mom through her uh, situation right now because she, you know the the, the signs I want to talk about, which might be useful for people who are listening to this, is that you know she she becomes very morbid and doesn't essentially want to do things that she wants to do normally you know so, something as simple as you know making food is a sign so if a person becomes like losing their appetite um, my mom's not been sleeping as well she doesn't want to go out as often she doesn't want to go and do like parkinson stuff with parkinson uk which she's a member of which she was a very you know huge um you know role in you know she always was going to these events more than anybody so that, that they're they're all you know just giving you the odd the, the odd basic examples of what to look out for, which is obvious of a person being depressed, and you know uh, the the thing that's been um, occupying us recently is about whether you know because she lives in the the house that we all grew up in, so it's a huge four bedroom house, and she's seventy two years old. So the idea of her staying there is um, is something that we, we, she said whether or not that's a good idea. Mm, I'm not too sure, um, you know. But this is I, I'm saying this and being open and letting people hear this because I think that's important to to think about as people get older. Is that you know you essentially you know don't aren't able something that you may have really really liked and loved and has been very helpful in terms of like you know a, a house that you, you've all grew up in and all your kids have grown up in um you probably will reach a point where it's no longer viable or helpful for you in the life that you currently have and uh, uh, that was a, a big theme in the mental health show episode we did about star trek that was recorded yesterday was that it, accepting the situation that you find yourself in so outside of my mom being depressed, it could be that we've reached a situation where the house is too much for her to handle. So that obviously is an ongoing um, uh, issue that as a family we both have, we we all have to um, uh, realize. And I think a very very impa- very very powerful point that I think needs to be raised, and I hope people who listen to this who are thinking about it go and do it is um, is to make sure that you have a will very early, like as early as in life as you think it's 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 relevant to to have. Like if you know who you're going to give your money to and everything else to, it's good to get that um, you know sorted fairly early in life because 
and I've I've seen so many examples, and my auntie had the same problem. Not having a will puts the the family who they who you leave behind in a very awkward situation. Uh, one where you don't have the rights to you know to do anything about you know their property and everything, and it goes to a tribunal, and it takes far longer, and you know, and it just keeps the the feeling of losing somebody dear to you like you know a lot more like you know in your face as it might be if you were just getting over it naturally if that makes sense so um so that's something my mom currently doesn't have a will so that's something that's uh, uh uh i think an important thing to raise if you're if you're if you're listening to this and you know somebody dear to you doesn't have a will or you're or you're of age where you think you should be thinking about it and um, take it from me as having experience and witnessing this firsthand is having a will is is so imperative because the people who you're giving the rights to 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 look after to, to have your stuff or get your stuff after you pass away um um it's doing them a huge uh, favor and uh, you know loving thing to um uh, to to have that dealt with you know when that day happens so um it's well worth doing and so i encourage you to do so if that's what you're thinking about um so yeah so um th- that co- combined with um you know having to get enough work to you know cover the costs of everything um has been like just been the, the thing that i've been working on the most but because of my mom having a lot needing a lot of help and she's also get carers coming in to look after her has led to this situation of uh, really um uh, not being able to keep up with a regular schedule for this and uh, i've also you know we've been doing mentally sound episodes uh, which is the other podcast i do and so it's just you know coming up with a you know and i i have to be aware because there'll be people listening to this right now going but it's a problem that i have that i've created you know you didn't, nobody told me to do this podcast you know so that that is a very fair thing to say and um, but it doesn't you know it doesn't harper around the idea of the you know if I could make time for it, I would, and that's what's eaten away at me because um, it, it, you very, very definitely need to have the right level of energy to be committed to doing this. And all my energy has been focused on, uh, you know, de- helping somebody I obviously love and care for. Um, and it is, and I have to be obviously conscious of my own mental health as well. As you know, if anyone listens to this who knows that I suffer from mental health, that's. Um, that's something that's hugely important when you're helping somebody else who's got similar symptoms that you deal with is that not to get overburdened with the responsibility of looking after them but obviously it's my mom i'm going to look after her after her regardless but it's just finding the right level of acceptability of help and getting help if you so need it um you know if you need to shout at certain professionals to do better jobs, I encourage you to do that because that's uh, that's your, in my opinion, your right as a, as a person who loves the person who's going through it. Um, you know, be vigilant in getting whatever help that you think you need because doing it on your own is incredibly hard. And I have nothing but respect for any partner who goes, through, you know, who who's helped somebody through them sort of times is that um, they deserve a, you know huge praise for that because. Um, um you know i imagine it must be incredibly difficult um but yeah so um it's not ultimately that i don't want to be doing this podcast or anything like that because i'm sure that's that's on people's minds that i'm i'm not doing it anymore or whatever um it's not the case at all is that i want to get back to a regular schedule of doing at least two hopefully three a week three a month sorry i i don't think it's possible for me in my current schedule to do four um, because I just it doesn't make enough money, um, you, you know, for me to to dedicate that much time and not dedicate that to things where you know it covers uh, costing. To be frank, um, because that's the thing about doing, you know, if you do this on your own, um, unless, making money off podcasting is um, is a hard commodity to do, um, at least enough to to, to cover you know the the level of popularity you can reach it, 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 it's it, it's it, and that's something quite frankly i'm not 100 percent sure um how to get round and um, so that's something obviously as i keep doing this that i obviously need to work out and understand and pretend and hopefully if i get more work and like you know essentially get a lot more hours um, outside of this that i can use the money me exp- more expendable money um to put back into this uh venture this project 
and uh, potentially get other help um so i'm not burdened with um with all the amount of work that i would love to do because i have so many ideas about what i would like to do with geek apocalypse and uh, i don't have the resources or the time currently to dedicate to that um without being homeless <laughs> you know which um you know because the the it, my circumstances changed halfway through creating this is that i used to do this while being at home um and now that obviously i'm in my own place and stuff i am responsible for a lot more you know paying bills and rent than i was when i was living at my parents house so as i'm sure people who have moved out and you know are experiencing living on their own being independent for the first time i'm sure you're going yes Stephen, i'm so with you on that that the pressure of actually being a responsible human being it sometimes is completely overwhelming um but there you go um we're but we're doing fine aren't we folks we're we're we're, we're living the dream of surviving <laughs> not really sure that's people's dreams but there you go let's take a quick drink um but yeah, so they. But there you go. So anyway, so that pretty much I think sort of covers the situation. I guess just to to round off what my mom. My mom is slowly but surely getting better, and anybody who deals with anyone who has depression will know that um, that that that's um, it does. It isn't a quick fix, and depressed people want to have a quick fix with how they're feeling, but that's not the case. Uh, so obviously. Um, it's about being patient, um, and and we're trying to get to a situation where the carers can put their medication out, and we're not legally bound to be responsible for a medication. And hopefully, once that happens, I'll have a lot more free time in the evening um, to uh, to get that uh, to get the podcast more consistent and try and get better guests. And hopefully, if at all possible, go to conventions. Um, and to work out how that my dog lister can be looked after at conventions, uh, and I'm not, um, you know, uh, struggling in that sense, uh, you know, because I haven't went to a convention in a couple of years, and I'm aware of that, and I'm bummed about that, and I obviously want to change that. So let's uh, let's make that happen, uh, hopefully in the not too distant future. Um, so yeah, so she she's seeing my. Uh, another thing that I think is really important to bring up when I said a leopard can't change their spots, because believe me, um, I'm not for any at any point saying that my mom's a leopard. By the way, she is a human being. I mean, that would be quite uh, <laughs> would be quite a, an interesting situation. That yes, I was brought up by a leopard. But no wonder I'm so weird. Um, <laughs> but um, but what I mean is is that my mom is 72 years old, and it's the first time she's ever uh, been with a, a counselor. Um, that she, you know, seeing a weekly counselor. And I am really unbelievably proud of her for that because that is something I guess like because her generation of people who we are talking about this on Mentally Sound today are are the generation where they don't bring up things and emotions are not something that's discussed openly. Um, and you know our family would say deep down that my mom's been depressed in other situations that she's not been open about and quite understandable Um, and I would say if I'm responsible for anything in terms of my breakdowns in my life it simply comes down to not dealing with how you're feeling quickly enough and letting it simmer because it's only going to get worse so if you're feeling very down and upset and struggling and that isn't going to go away and so this uh, this very i think very dangerous ideology of that you just have to keep going um it 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 depends on you obviously got to be self-aware enough to to figure out what type like what level of 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 difficulty you're under but if it's consistent and happening every day that usually is a sign that there's more help that you need than just like running it off as people say um because that was definitely the mistake i made i worked harder than like so it was all under the principle of how hard you worked and how much work you actually did i did more work than i've ever done in my entire life during the time that i had my last breakdown and it still wasn't enough and i but then i did less i did i went from that to no work so there's probably some sort of medium ground of like you should still do some stuff that's constructive not not to do nothing um but at the same time you can't do a full amount of work it's um you know giving your brain essentially a bit of a break because of the, the the stresses that you're under so it's finding that nice happy balance um but the fact that my mom anyway has been in that sort of situation of not 
bringing things up and sort of protecting, you know, not bringing it up for our kids and and putting all their focus on us, which is obviously a very loving thing to do. But as I said today, I'm mentally sound, not particularly healthy either. Um, So that's that's the point I wanted to underline um, is that I don't think that's a really good idea to um, to have to to not speak about it before it's too late. Um, because it leads to essentially now a much wider problem where everyone has to, um, you know, rally together to make the person better, which you're still going to do because hopefully you will love this person and want to help them. But you wish it wouldn't have got to that point, and I think it is potentially avoidable um, if if you can get people to be more open about things and saying, look, actually, I'm not very well and I can't come to this because of this reason. And maybe a person will be nice enough to go, all right, well, can I help you with this? What do you need? And, you know, maybe go and go to the doctors and talk about it uh, quicker and all that kind of stuff. Because um, I definitely fell into that trap when I was younger. Um, but, yeah, so um, I'm really proud of her for taking that leap of talking to essentially at the time of our first meeting a complete stranger. Um, I mean, obviously, money exchanges hands. It's not like a complete stranger. Like, hello, homeless man, come into my mom's house and listen to her talk about depressed things. I'm sure they would do that for the amount that you pay private counselors. Um, they would do it for probably half the amount. But um, it's not uh, basically it's not cheap, folks. Anyone and, I, and anyone who's listening to this who knows, um, because we basically went down the private counselor road. Because if you are in England. And, you know, we do have free health service, but if you ask the NHS for a counsellor, you have an eight, nine month period before you get an answer. And, you know, considering a a person asking to need a counsellor, by definition, I think it's fairly obvious to say nine months is a little too late for getting the help that they ultimately need. Because if they need to speak to a counsellor, it's most likely way more serious. Um, So, yeah, so that's obviously hugely problematic. Um, so we just decided to go down the private road. So, um, you know, I'm really proud of her for that because, like I say, um, she could have easily just went, no, I'm not going to do that or not acknowledge that she has a problem. And she did none of that. She was being very upfront about, you know, feeling not very well and uh, wanting to do something about it. Um, and I think because of the stuff that I've went through, even though it's very, very, you've got to be very, very wary of, um, you know, comparing your situation to theirs because my mom's situation is different to mine. I mean, she has Parkinson's to deal with on top of how she's feeling. So that can't be, you know, that, that that's, that's, I, I can't imagine not what that feels like. Um, but, you know, as I said, in terms of the depressive things that she says, um, you know, the example I gave uh, earlier today was that um, I made this really good quip about, uh, there's a really good observation I made about my mom where they, they, they do something like, uh, look, I can't walk. And then my mom got out of the seat and then walked to the, the, the kitchen unaided exactly the same way she would normally walk and then look at me and go. And she looked back at me and went, see, I can't walk. And I'm like, going, with all due respect, that's a pile of crap. Um, and it's just basically what a depressed person's mind does is try to justify uh, and get people to reinforce that it is it is it is as bad as they think it is and it's trying to get them to have a realistic thing of like yes you don't feel good but um but it's not you know it's not a no hope situation and you know and and i'm not gonna like you know sort of feed that doubt that the depression does you know you've got to find that 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 balance which i think is the hardest aspect of dealing with someone with depression is to find the balance of being sympathetic and supportive and not doing everything for them and i think that's us as us as a family i think being the most difficult thing recently is that we're not sure if we're shooting ourselves in the foot by doing a little bit too much because a depressed person basically wants you to do everything for them because they think nothing is possible and the more um caring um positive approach is to get them to do things that they you know they can do um uh, so encouraging them just because and and reinforcing why it's relevant so like having food because it'll help your mood and 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 all that kind of thing Uh, i think if you have that approach you're probably more likely to be far more successful than just you know helping them because that's not pointing them in the direction of getting better um it's just making them feel better in the short term um, so it's a very delicate balance, I think. 
Um, but yeah, so that's uh, you know a relatively recent thing in terms of she got she she hit like a sort of brick wall at the beginning of January. So it's been like very intense and uh, very much ringing me a lot, even when I'm at home. Um, and going to a lot of her appointments because uh, she broke a finger. So, you know, spending lots of days just being with my mom, but you know, being a being a hopefully a, a caring, loving son. So, hopefully, once that dies down, like I say, Geek Apocalypse will be in a much more regular schedule, and I can actually think about you know ha- um, asking people and um, replying to emails. Um, to get people on the show that haven't been on before because um I wanted to kind of talk about briefly and uh, uh is that I was I was listening to a podcast on the way home from Mentally Sound today uh, before I recorded this uh this quick um update is to say I was listening to Neil deGrasse Tyson on Nerdist uh, which uh, Nerdist is the um, reason I what I got interested in wanting to do a podcast in the first place because I think they're sort of my spiritual brothers in the sense of you know because um I love what I love what they talk about and that they, they, they preach curiosity and interest about things which is totally um what I think if you listen to Geek Apocalypse is that anything can come up because I have an insane curiosity about things and uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson on the one the, the most recent one that I listened to uh, on the way home was talking about how the desire to be curious about things and the relevance and how important it is gets sort of drained out of you through school between sort of the ages of 8 and 12 and basically like a scientist or a, a an, an or an you know a person who wants to be intelligent and not close-minded is essentially uh, an adult who has not been beaten out the curiosity that they naturally have as children and i and i uh, think that's a really powerful valid point and uh, that's something that most disappoints me about meeting people is that um the, the, the i clearly cuz i often say and people who listen to me and know me personally you know i'm incredibly silly i i don't think i'm mature in that sense but um i don't think being mature in that sense is actually that um enjoyable um, I'm mature in terms of acquiring knowledge. I'm mature in terms about being curious. I'm mature about being responsible for, you know, um, looking after myself. And, and I'm mature about being a good friend, a good boyfriend, a good son, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, I'm mature about that and sort of serious about it. But um, but there still has to be this sort of silly, silly, over-the-top curiosity that human beings should have. Um, that would make everything, every situation sort of better in terms of acquiring knowledge and, and understanding the value of knowing more about anything, not just subjects that you have a, an interest in. Because I think the key point Neil deGrasse Tyson was making is that having an interest in things that you know nothing about is just as relevant as knowing a little bit more something you already know a lot about. Um, and I, and I think that's, that's, that's one of the reasons that you know, to go back to booking guests for this show, that I would love to book guests of in 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 subject matters that I don't know anything about, and that's where I think the avenue for not doing a huge amount of research either means that I can ask kind of the fundamental questions about a particular subject, so I can learn the basics, and then if I find it's something that I have a genuine interest in, I can use that endorphin buzz that you get from acquiring information. At least I hope you do. Anyone who listen, you know, anyone who listens to this, I hope that is your. You hear something new and you go, wow, that's awesome. I want to know more about it. Um, you know, I, I guess it, I'm sort of hinting at, you know, the, the, that's essentially the discrimination that people with mental health have um, in that, you know, the ignorance factor is that um, I don't go through it, therefore it doesn't apply to me, therefore I don't need to know anything. Um, and like I say, mainstream media has a really good way of applying mental health to bad stuff, as in, that's the reason they killed that man, or that's the reason they slaughtered all these people, or that's the reason that they suicide-dived a plane. Um, That's not the whole picture of why somebody decides to do something as horrifying as that, because it implies that there's millions and millions of people who suffer mental health issues, in particular depression is the most obvious example, and not everybody goes out and decides to kill the first person that they see or inflict harm on other people. Um, so surely that, as a hugely basic point, as a starting point, um, lets you be aware of that there's there's more going on. And 
you know it really comes down to you know your the environment that you're brought up in your ideals and uh, what you've been preached what you believe in you know you know not to stir the pot of controversy but if you believe in for example in a in a religion so strongly that your belief system can't be you know dissected or or critically um attacked then um then you know that you have to have the emotional weight of belief uh, belief in that to want to do something as harmful as you know blow yourself up to to kill other people for example so um so yeah it is it is a hugely important uh subject and to be open-minded and curious sort of reinforces that very point of like you know there's much more consequence this is what neil deGrasse tyson's point of there's much more consequence in ignorance than there is in you know education you know uh, education and being open-minded like leads to more prosperity and it leads to more opportunity and you know all that kind of thing and um, you know, th- th- there isn't, in my eyes, enough hours in the world to communicate with people and learn more about people. And I, I, I said, anyone who ever asked me why I, I, just, I interview and why I, I interview a lot of people and I enjoy doing podcasts, because I'm insanely interested in the idea of, of why human beings make the choices that they make. And if you approach it in that, 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 that questioning leads to so many sentences of, you know why did you decide to do the job you did? Why are you the person you are? You know that's that's what I like to do is to, to to literally figure out why the way people tick and what you know turns them on in 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 every sense of the word. Um, you know, yeah, <laughs> yes, because I make love to all my guests. That's sexism. <laughs> I know that's what someone's gonna say that I mean, but it's not. Um, I meant in you know metaphorical sense, and uh, you know um how how they how they um how they deal with things yeah how they deal with things and and how they decide to do things and that's that's fascinating and the only way you're going to ever know that for certain is to ask the person and let and ask them and let them know and let them say what they what they mean um so yeah um i i love all that stuff and that's what gives me the the sort of endorphin buzz that buzzes that i that i can't live without frankly um and i'm in insane and i'm i'm aware that i i i talk um, more than anybody else around me and I have this um, unbelievable ability to just keep talking about things because um, I've learned to basically let my brain and my mouth work in unison with each other and so if I have like a thought that I want to share I express it um, and hopefully I, I hope and my goal is to even if it's just one person is to encourage that somebody listening to this to talk more um, and to be more frank with themselves and to be more open and honest around the, with the people around them and and also like maybe essentially get people around them that are more um frank with them um because i do think you know we we, we often settle for things although um uh, to go back to the neil deGrasse tyson thing he made some he made a point which he conceded and i i actually think that's something i'm, ho- I'm probably overtly harsh with too is this idea that um, you know settling? You know, I, I used to think that settling was a bad thing, and what I mean by settling is in um, you know life takes over, and so you 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 don't you know acquire knowledge and be as curious about things you don't because you're too Im- embedded in the things that ultimately matter in your regular life. So stuff like you know looking after your children, you know spending time with your wife, you know relaxing and all that kind of thing, and that ultimately is understandable as to why you know you, you don't want to know anything outside the bubble of your life because that that is comforting um uh, and everything else but um I, I guess the wider point is comfort as in the desire to be comforted by our, our thoughts and our and our feelings um doesn't lead to the like society and the human beings as a whole like being very prosperous and you know helping the human race become better in in every sense of the word you know so because we've i guess i'm sort of saying if we all were inside our own little fences and not like you know exploring outside our own little area then we won't ever talk to people other people we won't um sort of discover new things about ourselves and and our needs and wants and desires and we can come a bit like sort of stagnant in terms of you know uh, the, the, what's the reason we invent things or discover things is through exploration it's through you know being curious about the world around you and not just the world around no, not just the world you're in that you've created for yourself but everything outside of it as well and you know i guess like you know 
being the huge nerd I am about you know outside of the earth as well the universe and everything in it and um, that there's far more things to be uh, aware of than just you know going to and from your work and going inside your house and maybe going to the odd place and that, that there is more to think about outside of that and you know that's why we always say and it's sort of a preachy thing about mental health it's, i'm just using this as an example because it was this here it's part a lot of already talked about it is um if you can get like sort of mainstream examples about any subject matter you want somebody to to be more aware of and to encourage them to understand better is if you can use a mainstream thing or, or something that they're already interested in, it's much more likely to resonate with them that they would at least respectfully listen to what point was being made. Whereas if you took something they had no interest in and then said, I am I am sort of making you be interested in this thing because I see it's important, you're much more likely to get a defensive um a defensive reaction uh about them learning about something that they don't know about um and you, you you'll probably get the whole you're being snobbish or who are you to say what i can and can't be interested in and um, but the whole point is it's not about what you are interested in it's just being interested in something and uh, and um and expressing it more openly to people you know that that's what i hope comes across in all the podcasts i've ever done you know, all 155 of them is that um is that you know anyone who comes on Geek Apocalypse I hope doesn't feel judged or not wor- feel worthy and um you know I respect whatever it is they've come on to talk about um and I'm just curious for them as a person um and that's that's sort of my interview technique as I I care more about the person probably more so than it, whatever it is that they're pitching because people are interesting um and wouldn't it be nice if we all had that as a as a as a as a as a just a standard a standard way of dealing with people instead of going you know a person coming up to you in the street and you're like worried and would want to ignore them and you know there's you know small talk what you know, there's pre rant coming up but whatever whatever the hell happened to small talk in 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 uh, public situations you know you can't even say hello to people now without getting looked at like you know why are you what are you why are you saying hello you know, it's just that so many people, you know, and, and I'm guilty, you know, I'm being hypocritical here because I'm guilty of this because I gave up believing in that small talk had gone, that I've gave up to the point now where I just, you know, put my headphones in and and listen to things on the way home. And I, and I find that like kind of sad because it didn't feel to me that long ago, like if I was on a train ride to a convention down the country, because I'm up in the northeast. So if I went down to the down south to London or somewhere to go to a convention, I used to really like um, if there was a person I didn't know who would sit next to me and we could converse and talk about, you know, because I, I, I like the idea of like, I would never know this person or would never have even met this person maybe ever again. And this is my opportunity to talk to that person. And so we're losing that opportunity by, you know, listening to a, a, a new podcast or something, which you can do in your own time, you know. So we're not taking advantage of the opportunities of just traveling and meeting new people. And um, it's become, you know, this risk approach of like, it's, it's far too risky to talk to somebody you don't know. Um, and I find that like, you know, I, I, I hope I'm not alone in when I say this uh, to people who are listening, but um, a little bit sad. Um, that we've reached that point and uh, it might only get worse with the avenue of the internet because there's pros and cons about the internet and social media um, uh, and all that kind of stuff but um, it does make you sort of concerned that like you know um, I can give a good example of that because I I wanted to end by saying I also have a new girlfriend um, who's been you know really really supportive Um, you know we we are quite private people underneath so I'm not going to say too much about it but what I will say is like you know she clearly is a keeper in terms of um, you know she's been unbelievably supportive in helping me with me and my mom's situation because um, you know I'm not dedicating as much time to her like everything else I've just described like my friends are suffering as well by not seeing me as much um, and she's been just unbelievably supportive and you know she likes the fact that I am caring for you know somebody i i love obviously because that 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 um implies i would do the same for her and i would obviously so um that, that's been going well but obviously yeah it's it's dedicating time to her as well um um and 
I've lost my train of thought. I've lost... Why did I bring that up? Um... Hmm, let me have a think. Why did I bring that up? Let's go back. Let's think about it. Why did I go back? Why did I go back? To, why did I mention it? 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 God damn it! Why did I mention this damn thing? Oh yeah, that was it. Um, as we were talking about, um, yeah, sorry, I was talking about, um, uh, you know, people, um, with social media and stuff like that, and um, how it's only going to get worse. So yeah, um, she has said she's been insanely supportive, and uh, we went to the cinema to watch The Greatest Show with uh, Hugh Jackman, uh, which I must say, I'm not a huge fan of musicals. There's only a few that I've ever saw that I would say I'm fans of, I'm a fan of. Um, so I went, but um, I, I love uh, P.T. Barnum. Um, I'm a huge fan um, of, you know, The Greatest Show on Earth and, you know, the be- you know, because he beheaded lady and all that kind of stuff. You know, he was the, the circus performer. Um, who famously said there's something for everybody um, and I you know so the character Hugh Jackman was playing I was interested in the story basically is what I'm saying so I went to see it uh, with Haley, my, my girlfriend and um, it was really good and we list like you know Haley in particular I was listening to the soundtrack for ages after we went to see it uh, on uh, I don't know when it when it was Was it, I think it was between Christmas and New Year maybe I'm wrong she'll, she'll know this better than me but um but yes, yeah, so uh, I really enjoyed it, um, and in the front row, um, in the, the the stack of rows, we were on like the side, the side rows um, in the corners, and there was a, the row before you get to where the entrance is and most cinemas was a bunch of kids, like about four or five of them, mostly girls, and for the majority of the film, they were on the phone like, sort of just looking at, like, Facebook and Twitter, we could see the screens behind me because they were two rows underneath were. And, like, face, like, uh, Snapchatting and FaceTiming each other of them being in the cinema and not watching the damn film. And it's, like, that's that's the level that I get extremely worried about. And, obviously, it's a flippant generalisation because the internet can be great. And, you know, me and Haley met on a dating site you know, but we did talk about as a couple, for example, the pros and cons of like messaging too much, and uh, we do the old school like ringing. We do the old school. I mean, but get this, kids. We actually phone each other and we talk on the phone for an hour or so. I mean, that's so old school. I mean, we're so old, being thirty, and we talk on the phone actually to each other's, hearing each other's voice. I mean, are we insane? You know, wh- why do that when we can tweet each other? Um. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's not it's 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 great to debate that, uh, and you do come across like I say the old the old that your old fart, um, you know, um, they they think it's a non-issue, but it's it's it makes me worried about the hugely lack of communication. I mean, we did a, a show at Mentally Sound uh, earlier, and uh, Ricky was playing with his phone, and I was very close to like shouting at him for like get off your phone we're, we're doing a show because it's so off-putting when you're having a conversation with somebody and they're just they're on the phone even though he was obviously tweeting about the show and he was trying to like get it retweeted and whatnot but um you know do the show first and then tweet afterwards otherwise the show the show takes a hit um you know so that that's that that's an example of where it can be problematic but um but yeah so um you know i'm hugely happy I mean, so in one sense, even though it's been hugely difficult, I've I've gained something truly, you know, great in terms of a, a um, you know, relationship that I'm I'm, I'm excited about, and um, you know, just so basically we met met we met online, uh, we spent some time together. I really like how we have sim we have similar um, yeah, have similar goals um, uh, um, not just goals, but like we have similar outlooks on things. Sorry, that's kind of what I was getting at, and um, yeah, it's just fun. It's just fun, she's it's fun and interesting and um we have that it feeling of like you know we miss each other all the time and all that kind of stuff so um uh, it certainly has uh, a, a huge amount of potential so so in one sense the silver lining theory that I always go on about on this show um that even though things have been ultimately really really um you know time consuming and 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 tiring with my mom uh, one great thing has come out of it uh, recently and that I have a girlfriend who I really like spending time with and and want to spend more time with and um she's a dog person so i've got no i've got literally no reason to trust her is what i'm getting <laughs> um remember alfred Molina said that in an interview and i've been quoting him all the time now 
exactly. He says, well, the difference between a cat and a dog is you can trust a dog, you can never trust the cat. And I, I happen to agree with him. Because um, there you go, because a cat will rip everything up and laugh in your face. Um, you can train a dog not to do that. But, uh, but anyway, so, yeah, that pretty much wraps things up. So, hopefully... Um, I will be doing another podcast really, really soon because this is technically another January podcast, but I was uh, late by a day uploading this. So um, I have obviously February's episodes to put up, so I'm going to work hard to get a couple of guests and then one with Ricky um, towards the end of February, I think makes a lot of sense. Um, also, the one that we did for Mentally Sound today, if we can get the recording, I might release that as a Geek Apocalypse podcast to give you an idea of what Mentally Sounds like because it was just a one-hour special. So I'm thinking of releasing that on this uh, on this subscription um, for Geek um, just to give you a rough idea of the radio show because I think I should be okay in doing that because we didn't play a lot of music, um, you know, just as an example. Of um of the radio show that we do on Spice FM ninety eight point eight FM every and that that is happening a week tomorrow on the sev- on the yeah the ninth sorry the ninth of no yes the ninth that's right God me I doubted my maths there I went what is two plus seven is it nine yes so the second uh, so the ninth of February at twelve to two p.m. Uh, UK time on Spice FM ninety eight point eight FM if you're in the northeast. And, uh, yeah, we will be doing another Mentally Sound, uh, which we have a, a jammed pack uh, group of guests. I think four, four guests have already confirmed what he was telling me, so it's going to be a bumper show, so I'm really looking forward to that. And, yeah, as I said at the beginning, uh, I'll, I'll wrap things up by saying if you're interested in being on this very podcast, uh, please do, um, you know, get in touch with me on the tweets, which is at geek underscore apocalypse, or if you email me at Stephen Hesselwood Media, so that's S-T- E-V-E-N-H-E-S-L-E-W-O-O-D Media, which is M-E-D-I-A Gmail at at gmail.com uh, So that's Stephen with a V H-E-S-L-E-W-O-O-D Media, M-E-D-I-A at gmail.com um, I'll put it in the description for this episode so yeah, you know, you can just copy and paste if necessary um, if you didn't if you didn't want to if you don't want to pause and rewind that because I'd, you know, I'd, I'd screwed up the second one so yeah, so uh, if you want to, um, you know, guest on this, uh, whatever it is that you, you know, just pitch to me what it is you want to promote or whatever it is or, or talk about, and obviously I can decide whether, um, you know, you you're, uh, you can come on. Um, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty lenient. There's very, I don't think there's a, there's ever been, a, there's only ever been a couple of reasons why people have invited us to come on, and I've said no. You know, so that kind of tells you how open-minded I want to be. So, and if it's something I don't know anything about, that's that's as I, as I said earlier, even better. So yeah, so please do get in touch if you'd like to be involved. Obviously, please do share um, and subscribe to this podcast if you've enjoyed uh, listening to me ramble on for however long, like fifty minutes or so. And uh, thank you so much for your patience. If you are still listening to this as a regular listener and wondering where my episodes have gone. Um, but that's the reason why. So hopefully this is rectified this and, um, you know, life really does get in the way when someone important to you is going through a very, very hard time. And obviously I could have talked about that in more detail and been more frank about it in terms of, you know, how difficult it is and all the, the symptoms my mom's going through. But as I said, not everything should be up as open, uh, uh to the public. Um, not that I'm a big deal or anything, but like, you know what I mean? Listen, I, I do believe in privacy no matter who you are. Um, and that's for my mom to talk about if she ever wants to. Um, but yeah, so um, uh, I think we're through the worst of it though. So hopefully it'll all change very, very soon and uh, I can get into a more regular schedule. But that pretty much covers it. So huge thank you for listening. Uh, I'll end the podcast like I always end in the words of the great B-movie, Robot Jocks, Crash and Burn. And we'll see you very soon for another edition of the Geek Portals podcast. Uh, have a good 2018. Uh, Happy New Year, everybody. For those that didn't, uh, I haven't said so already. And I'll be ver- see you very soon. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.